Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 147 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. This is me Neha Shetty and I'm so glad to have you all listening in. The economic crisis has formed the backdrop for much of Sri Lanka's Asia Cup campaign. But their brand of cricket and some landmark wins like the ODI series triumph over Australia at home and now the Asia Cup title have come as a bomb. For people desperately seeking solace through sporting glory, yesterday was a night to remember. Sri Lanka were not among the favorites at the start of the Asia Cup. They lost by a big margin on the opening night to Afghanistan, but the way they bounced back in style winning 5 matches in a row to take home the trophy and they have scripted a, a typical underdog victory which certainly makes for a very interesting story. podcast today we have Ricky Sims he is a passionate cricket lover sri lankan cricket commentator sports compere and presenter born in colombo he is one of the leading english cricket commentators in sri lanka with over 12 years of experience covering tv web and radio commentary he is currently pursuing his masters in mass communication hi ricky welcome to never on the backfoot podcast how are you doing today Well Neha well good evening yes uh, doing fine after yesterday's excitement in the cricket and generally in sport in sri lanka doing okay hanging on <laughs> exactly you know sri lanka winning the asia cup was the best thing that could happen right it was an absolute underdog story and you know there's just so much to talk now just you know kick start the discussion sri lanka was supposed to host the asia cup but owing to the situation uh, you know they had to shift it to the uae now how hard must that decision have been for uh, slc and what a remarkable tournament right nevertheless yes i think it was a very difficult uh, decision i think uh, mostly it was uh, disappointing uh, to the cricketing fans because after Australia visited here for a full tour including uh, test matches uh, one day internationals and t20s and then uh, Pakistan following it up uh, with uh, a test uh, series Sri Lanka expected uh, the Asia Cup to be held here because uh, those two uh, series uh, were held in much more difficult times because we had uh, a lot of uh, fuel problems here there were queues there was gas problems in the country the crisis was much more when those two uh, Uh, towards why yeah, in fact there were mass protests in colombo when uh, the test matches against pakistan were held in a goal so people uh, expected uh, with a little more calm now and a, a little more things happening in sri lanka they expected the asia cup to be held here but i'm sure the uh, nations that participated uh, in the asia cup as a collective uh, would have taken a decision together with the asian, asian cricket council and uh, seen uh, the obstacles i think the biggest obstacle was whereas uh, australia pakistan was just one team so whereas in the asia cup uh, you had to uh, host uh, six to seven nations so the logistics uh, would have been much more difficult and you needed much more venues uh, uh, than uh, what we uh, normal bilateral series so those things would have been uh, taken into consideration when uh, shifting uh, the asia cup but yes i think it was a big loss uh, in cricket in general the fans would have wanted to see these uh, stars from india pakistan and bangladesh and afghanistan play here and also i think economy wise uh, i think uh, probably sri lanka would have got, got more because uh, they needed the dollars coming into the country that was the main main issue you know you needed the money coming into the country and it's not only just cricket in the venues but there is so much more you know the hotels get uh, full up uh, there is transportation 
and uh, a lot of people uh, get an income when a big tournament like this is held. So I think uh, people in general were disappointed that it was uh, taken away. But probably, I think uh, the SLC along with Asian Cricket Council uh, would have uh, made the uh, right decision. Exactly. And even when we talk about Sri Lanka, right now, the economic crisis has formed a backdrop for much of uh, their campaign. But their brand of cricket and some of the wins that they really notched up, right, especially the ODI series win that you just spoke about versus Australia at home. And even the Asia Cup title has come as, you know, such a uh, pleasant thing for them. So how would you rate this trend of good performances and going ahead? Will we see a lot more of this? I think so. I think it is... uh... It has built up over the last two years, you know, back to going back to when the COVID was there around 2000 and 2020, 2021. The selectors uh, under Pramodia Vikram Singh, former World Cup winner, you know, made a lot of drastic changes. They changed the captaincy, removing Dimit Narakna, bringing in Kusal Janit Pereira, they brought Dasun Shanaka, uh, and a lot of senior players were left out for uh, fitness reasons. So they, they started building a, a new team and. Uh, there was a lot of criticism at that time. You know, the selectors uh, were criticized heavily by the cricket in, uh, uh, fans, etc., for these uh, changes because, because they thought uh, some players should have been there. But uh, they, they stuck to that. And, uh, you know, when even amidst this criticism and the uh, people asking to get the senior players back, they didn't budge. They just uh, stuck to that. And uh, I think uh, Coach Niki Atta played, played a huge role into where Sri Lanka cricket is uh, here today. Because he also, with along with the selectors, had, had a strict uh, a culture, which you, he generally is a strict coach, and um, he, he has a strict culture. So a lot of players benefited from that. Uh, the fitness, fitness regimes, the two-kilometer run, the, the skin falls were taken into consideration. Even players uh, like Banu Karajapaksa and others were left out due to those reasons because of the fitness regimes in the past. And, and they stuck to that. And yes, Sri Lanka lost series. Sri Lanka lost a lot of games in between. But I think what took place then is uh, are the results which uh, the Sri Lanka side is uh, achieving now. And, uh, and and the good thing is, I think uh, they have built uh, a team under Dasun Shanaka in white ball cricket. They're playing around him. Uh, he may be not a, a big known name uh, like uh, Dimut Kalnaratna or Angelo Matthews or anybody like that. But he's able to bind the team together, get the players uh, to get together. And, you know, he, he relates to them uh, really closely. So they, they, they are willing to play for him. And uh, he may be not the shrewdest captain on the field, but uh, he's gelled the team together. And uh, that is what's important. They, they, they're playing as a team. And also what I, I, I see is that the Sri Lanka, he's trained the cricket, which they would have played years ago. You know, you see... Uh, like, uh, you know, running hard between, it's not just about sixers and fours, they run hard between the wickets, the catchers, the fielding, everything is uh, so, so much improved, you know, sticking, sticking to their basics and uh, doing the simple things right. And uh, I, I think that is what has um, helped uh, Sri Lanka cricket. And yes, you, you mentioned towards this crisis, I think that has probably motivated them more to do something much better for their country, you know, where the people, uh, uh, there is a lot of people in need, people who are suffering uh, probably, and uh, cricket is something that has gelled Sri Lanka together always in the past, during the ethnic war, you know, people, there was a war going on, but if there is a match, it doesn't matter which caste, which creed, which religion, all are watching the cricket and cheering Sri Lanka on, 
during the Easter Sunday bombings when a lot of cricket helped to, to bring people uh, together. And I think when Sri Lanka wins, you know, everything is forgotten. And I think uh, that is something uh, I think they are focused on. And for the country itself, uh, they have come together and they are performing well. Certainly, you know, something is working really well. All these factors coming in and actually, you know, propelling them to victory. Now, Sri Lanka, you know, burst into spontaneous celebrations as they won that Asia Cup yesterday. And this was for the sixth time, right? Which is no mean feat. So what were your first thoughts on this victory? And did you see it coming before the tournament, considering everyone had written them off or everyone was, you know, tagging India or Pakistan as favourites? Uh, yes, I, I think, right. I, I didn't think they will, uh, you know, I, I knew they will perform well. But uh, behind, I didn't think that maybe they can uh, go on and win the tournament. Maybe they will fall short. So, uh, yes, uh, I think it uh, came to a surprise uh, for, for most. And uh, I think most, most cricketing pundits would have never thought that uh, like Sri Lanka will take it and it should have been India or Bangladesh. I think that's what was expected. And uh, even the broadcasters and everybody would have probably expected that. But uh, so great to see uh, Sri Lanka turning things around. Exactly. And even though Sri Lanka had a rough start to their tournament, right? They lost to Afghanistan in that first match. People were like, you know, what is happening? What's going wrong? What, according to you, went wrong in that game? I think Sri Lanka would have been a bit complacent against Afghanistan. I think Afghanistan were better prepared. Uh, Sri Lanka didn't uh, uh, adjust to, there was no time in fact, but they didn't accommodate or adjust to the uh, conditions uh, really well. The toss also played a, a crucial role. And we must not forget that, uh, just talking about Afghanistan, you know, they are a good T20 side. They're a good wide ball cricket side, especially T20s. They have about six to seven players who play leagues across the world, much more than what Sri Lanka has at present. So Sri Lanka has probably just two or three players that have been a part of the IPL or the other cricket leagues across the world. But Afghanistan, from Mohamed Dami to Rashid Khan, uh, to Mujibbul, Navidul Haq, uh, Gurbaz, uh, Zadran, they have so many players. So you cannot take them lightly at any time in T20 cricket. They, they can beat any country in any condition on the day because they have the players to do that. So I think uh, Sri Lanka were a bit complacent. It took them lightly, thought, okay, this is just Afghanistan. And uh, they were not ready. Afghanistan came hard at them. And uh, even with the bat, on, even when they were bowling, I mean, defending the small target, they, they, they were not themselves on the Sri Lanka side. And uh, they were just totally outbeaten by Af Afghanistan. That loss would have certainly made a big difference. I Even I personally think, you know, that loss must have been like a wake-up call for them because they bounced back, right? Winning versus Bangladesh in the group stage match. And they, uh, you know, also defeated Afghanistan, India and Pakistan, right? In the group, uh, in the Super 4 stages. So how impressive were those performances? That was huge. Uh, the Afghanistan certainly, uh, I think... Uh, made them go back to the drawing boards after that game. There would have been a serious discussion with coach uh, Chris Silverwood and uh, Navid Nawaz and the rest of the coaching staff. And I think uh, they, they knew after years into Afghanistan, they cannot afford to lose to Bangladesh. They will be out of that. They came hard. Uh, and they, they were lucky. They won the toss, decided to chase. Their success has been uh, chasing. And uh, it was not small scores. It was a uh, big scores that they uh, chased down and uh, difficult games. So I think that 
winning those uh, difficult games, especially against Bangladesh, uh, help them to, you know, uh, the close games to help them know that they can beat India or they can beat uh, Pakistan uh, as well. And uh, that, that confidence uh, booster uh, really helped, I, I, I think. And uh, uh, they knew that uh, they needed this and everybody was watching. And uh, after coming back from a good series against Australia, like you mentioned earlier, and Pakistan in Test Match Cricket, you know, so they knew they had a point to prove. And uh, generally, Sri Lanka has played well in Saja, Dubai, in, in, in those uh, conditions in the past as well. So the, all those uh, factors uh, help. And it's it just that uh, everybody contributed. Uh, you know, everybody contributed at the crucial times, whether it was the batting, whether it was the bowling, somebody chipped in. And the, the senior players stood up when it really mattered. And, uh, you know, when you, you, you beat a, a team like India, you know you can beat anybody on the day. So that, that confidence uh, was uh, uh, there with them. And, uh, yes, it gelled well uh, right till the end. Exactly. You know, one thing that really stood out in Sri Lanka's campaign was how the group really came together and everyone contributed. Each department was up to the mark. And that's something that, you know, is really important in cricket as well. Now, coming into this final as well, Sri Lanka's only loss in the tournament came when they batted first, right? To be fair, it just wasn't, you know, like a one-off instance of them uh, failing to put a total on board because since the 2021 T20 World Cup, uh, Sri Lanka has lost, you know, seven matches they batted first in. So now, how skeptical were you, you know, when they uh, were batting first in the finals? But before we get to the final, I, I, I personally thought, yes, Sri Lanka went on to win the Asia Cup, everything was well. But I thought, personally thought that they missed a trick in the last game against Pakistan in the dead rubber. They won the toss and elected to chase again. Mm. Probably I thought, you know, they could have batted first, tested their strengths batting first in that game, uh, you know, how the batsmen will cope batting first. Uh, in case we lost the toss in the finals, which we did. So they could have been uh, probably preparing, see how the bowlers will uh, defend the target. So they had that opportunity to test their strengths and, and come out with a game plan because you were playing Pakistan again in the final. Uh, so, but they didn't do that. They went on to win that game. Probably that gave them confidence as well. And yes, it came to that uh, situation um, where they came in uh, to the uh, uh, final and when they lost the toss and when, when they lost those first five wickets, I thought, you know, I, I really thought that's where they missed the trick. But, uh, you know, it was a great uh, comeback uh, from that situation onwards. So, yeah, probably I think this is where Sri Lanka will work on, I think, going forward uh, into the T20 World Cup, but trying their, you know, how, how are they going to defend the batting first and uh, how are they going to cope for those uh, those uh, minor things, those uh, little situations uh, is something that they will look forward to going into the World Cup. Exactly. As you rightly pointed out, at the halfway mark in their innings, they were five wickets down with just like 67 on the board, right? And then we saw the sensational comeback. We had uh, Bhanuka Rajapaksha and uh, Vanindu Hasaranga put on like 58 of just 30 balls which eventually pushed Sri Lanka to at least a competitive total of 170 for six. Do you think that partnership was a turning point for Sri Lanka in the match? Certainly. Uh, I think it did because uh, what they did was they didn't hold back. They, they, they put the pressure back on Pakistan. They attacked the Pakistan bowlers. Vanindu Hasaranga in particular, you know, used the pace of the, the quickies really well who were bowling 140 plus. And, you know, he used the shorter boundaries. Uh, you could have seen him giving himself room, trying to play through the offside, targeting those shorter boundaries. I, I think he executed his uh, plans really well. And uh, at the other end, uh, Bhanuka Rajapaksa, you know, it allowed Bhanuka Rajapaksa to play his own game. 
because if you had somebody who was not aggressive and who was just looking to rotate the strike and push in singles, there would have been a lot of pressure on Banu Rajapaksa and then he would have had to really go for it, probably got out, that would have uh, made a huge impact. So Vanitu Hasaranga played, played a crucial role in that partnership that set the platform. And not forgetting the uh, other partnership with Chamika Karnaratna, I think they put on 52 as well. So Chamika Karnaratna too, he can play the big shots. And he gave uh, Banukaraj Paksa the strike when the ball was there to be hit. Uh, he got the boundary. And uh, those two partnerships uh, uh, certainly uh, helped. And that, that's the difference which uh, Sri Lanka current lineup has. Because in the past, they didn't have those sort of players who can come and you know, hit the long ball. So Vanidu Hasaranga and Shamika Karnaratna in that position you know, plays a pivotal role. And uh, they didn't have the likes of Padushman. The Chamira in this game, he can better hit the long ball as well. So when he comes up, you know, they, they could really uh, pack a punch in those the last few overs. And if there's a set batsman at the other end, that, that's really good uh, for Sri Lanka. Yes, that, those two partnerships, I thought, uh, really changed the uh, complexion of the game. But uh, on the other hand, I thought also Pakistan, at 60 or for five, let the game slip a bit, drag a bit. I, I thought they didn't go for the kill. Probably they didn't expect uh, that, that to happen and the, bat, the batters to attack the bowling. They would have thought, okay, Sri Lanka will play quite a game and settle to 130, 140. That's what Pakistan would have thought. And I thought Baba Sam just uh, let the game uh, drag a bit. And uh, they played into the Sri Lanka batters' hands. Right. I mean, Pakistan wasn't at that A game yesterday, but that doesn't take away anything from Sri Lanka's effort, right? Now, even when we talk about Sri Lanka's bowling effort, we had Pramod uh, Madhushan take four wickets and Hasaranga also take three wickets. So, between them, seven wickets. And, you know, bowling out Pakistan for 147 just shows, right, how they really put up a good uh, fight. So, how good was that bowling effort? And going ahead, you think uh, the bowling looks in good stead? Yes, Vanidu uh, Hasaranga, I mean, uh, he has had a lot of success against uh, Pakistan in the T20s he has played over the last couple of years. They have no clue. They have, uh, even after playing so much, they have still not studied him, especially the hard-hitting batsmen who are coming in, uh, the batters who are coming in the middle. You know, they look to clog, but they are not reading him. You saw that uh, with Asif in a couple of games, he's definitely not reading Vanidu Hasaranga. And uh, he's a bowler that uh, when you try to attack, he's a difficult customer. And I think uh, Tasun Shanaka uses him at important times. You can see him bowling even in the 16th, 17th over. So they know the batsmen, batters are going to come after him and he's able to uh, take those wickets. And those three wickets in that over certainly uh, changed the, uh, the complexion um, uh, of the game. If you're not reading him, he's going to be a, a difficult customer to handle. He bowls stump to stump. So you, if you miss, you're going to be clean bowled or LBW. Most of his dismissals in white ball cricket in T20s or ODI cricket have been bold LBW. So that, that, that is a certain. Or if you miss it, you're going to be stumped most of the time. So he's had a lot of uh, uh, success. And I think Pakistan will go back to the dry boards and, and see how are they going to play him if they meet Sri Lanka in the T20 World Cup uh, as well. And uh, coming back to Pramod Madhushan. Actually, I was surprised personally that uh, he was not selected from game number one. Because uh, to me, Asita Fernandez is a good bowler, but he's a good bowler with the red ball. He's a perfect test match bowler. You know, if, if you look down in history, he has played a couple of ODIs also before for Sri Lanka uh, some time back, but he hasn't been uh, successful. They picked him because there was a domestic tournament. He was the best bowler there. So they picked him on that. 
Mr. Pramod Badushan has been a consistent domestic performer. And he's been good with the white ball in in uh, short format uh, cricket. Even the game, uh, I think he just got one game versus Australia when they visited here in the 50 format. And he bowled well in that game too. Then he, he got injured. But I, I was surprised even after the first couple of games that Sri Lanka didn't go to promote Madhushkan. and uh, But he got his opportunity in that uh, uh, final game versus Pakistan in the dead rubber. He did well. The difference between the two is Pramod Bandushan has the skill. You know, in T20 cricket, you need to have those deviations. He has the slow ball. He has a good slow ball bouncer. And, and he can bowl a sharp bouncer as well. You know, he, he's a person who adjusts to the game. And the other end, Asita Fernando, you know, he's a sort of a, you know, bowler who bowls at that same speed and at that same length. So where it's easy for the batsman to study him. They know what's coming at you. If you are a batter, you know what's coming at you when Asita Fernando bowls. But when Prabhupada Babishan bowls, you don't know each delivery is different. And uh, that, that's where his uh, success has uh, lied so far and is successful in these uh, uh, two games. He, he really, uh, I thought, uh, a final under a big crowd. His uh, first biggest, the biggest game he's played probably in his life. He was not nervous uh, and uh, he came in there and uh, did his part really well. I'm so happy. Uh, uh, for him, and uh, I, I think he's uh, probably uh, put his name there in that T20 uh, World Cup squad as well. Exactly. He's certainly one of the biggest positives. And even when we talk about uh, Sri Lanka's middle order, right? Now, that too has been kind of fragile. But now you have the presence of uh, Bhanuka Rajapaksha, who's really, you know, come to the party. He scored that crucial 70 or not out of uh, uh, of just 45 balls and he's really showing what he's made of. So what are your thoughts on him, you know, going ahead? Has Sri Lanka found the answer to their middle-order crisis? Certainly, in this uh, shorter format in T20 cricket, I think uh, they have uh, found a crisis. Uh, Banuka Rajapaksa is one player that has been knocking on the doors. He's been in the Sri Lankan recommend for a long time. A lot of people would have thought Banuka Rajapaksa could have probably played five, six years ago, maybe ten years ago for Sri Lanka. Uh, he was uh, Sri Lanka's next hope when it came to after the under-19 uh, uh, level uh, back in 2009-2010. Uh, he was uh, he held a lot of records uh, for Sri Lanka. He was the first Sri Lanka youth under-19 to score in uh, over 1,000 runs. He held, he held the record for the highest individual score by Sri Lankan but in under-19 youth internationals, uh, wow. where he scored 154 versus Australia in Australia. Uh, at that time, uh, then once somebody passed him, it's still the second highest uh, under-19 score by a youth international. Uh, so he was uh, in the reckoning for a long time. But I think uh, fitness issues was his uh, problem and a bit of consistency. In domestic cricket also, you could see him come and play an amazing innings, a blast innings. But that consistency uh, wasn't there. And, and then uh, the fitness issues uh, came in. But uh, I think he's been knocking on the door and then, uh, you know, the selectors gradually gave him that opportunity. Still, those fitness issues persisted. He was dropped on fitness issues because he's a skin cold. Then he announced his retirement. But then uh, the yeah. former uh, sports minister, you know, sort of chatted to him and brought him back into the fold. And then uh, he gave a, he was suspended for some time. And uh, even past coach, uh, you know, Mickey Arthur, I think uh, once mentioned that, that uh, he was uh, sort of uh, uh, very uh, soft, uh, Mickey had mentioned, and uh, 
he was a, a, a cricketer who was uh, you know, a comfort zone cricketer mikiyata uh, called him and uh, there was a disagreements uh, between the coach and uh, him at that time that's why he went into retirement but i think uh, it all, they patched it up well after uh, before mikiyata left and the banukaraja paksa at that time mentioned you know he thanked mikiyata for making him the, the cricketer what he is today and it was coming back to what i raised earlier the selectors were adamant they were strict and you can see a much slimmer much slimmer banukaraja paksa now then what he was probably a few months or a year ago he has lost a lot of weight he's looking much fitter much slimmer and uh, you could see that in his running between the wickets he's much quicker and uh, he can play that longer innings where you have to bat him a 40 50 deliveries at least minimum and he, he doesn't look tired when he's batting even yesterday coming after batting for so long he came uh, probably came into bat in the 8th over i think or something like that and then he batted till the 20th over and even in that last over he was hitting the ball a long way so you see a much better banuka rajapaksa due to uh, the fitness standards and i hope he can carry on this uh, form uh, for sri lanka and wherever he plays uh, in the coming months in the coming years as well exactly you know him coming back to the sri lankan setup is a big gain for them and on the on one hand we have someone like him and we on the other hand we have the calm and composed pocket dynamite opener patun uh, nisanka right now there are so many uh, good things to say about the young man he has a great head on his shoulders he knows when to keep calm go after the bowlers you know just open the floodgates now what are your thoughts on his performance in this asia cup do you think it really elevated him to a whole new level I think he's doing a wonderful job. In fact, when he came in to play cricket, I thought he was a more test match player. I thought he was suited for more test match cricket. But uh, again, Mikiata, the former coach, is the one who sort of hand picked him and said, "No, I want Patum Nisanka in a wide ball cricket." Uh, he batted in the number three slot, number four slot. Then open, started to open the innings. Uh, most say probably his strike rate can improve, but he's doing a perfect job. I mean, I think the best position for him is uh, at the top of the order in the power play because he can hit over the infield. He hits uh, he hits more fours than sixers because he's smaller in stature. And uh, when the field is up, he's uh, really good. And now I think he's uh, in the uh, top ten T uh, Twenty rankings as a batsman as well, the highest uh, Sri Lankan players achieved in in recent past. So uh, that that helps in a lot, and he's been consistent. He's been a consistent uh, player, uh, uh, Patum Nisanka. Whatever the conditions, he's adjusted as well. Uh, you know, at home conditions. Now in Saja uh, or Dubai, he's uh, done uh, really well. He's uh, had to face some really quick bowlers here in Sri Lanka. He had to face the likes of Mitchell Stark or Josh Hazelwood. Now yesterday we saw the likes of quick bowlers like in Pakistan, or whether it was good swing bowlers like Bhuvanesh Pakuma. Uh, and uh, he's uh, really played uh, a crucial role uh, you know, for Sri Lanka. He's a cricketer that has come up the hard way personally in life, and there's been a struggle. And um, so it's good to see him uh, performing. And I think uh, he's uh, adjusting to the role uh, quite quickly. And I, I feel that we are going to uh, see him scoring a lot of runs for Sri Lanka in all formats uh, of cricket uh, in the years to come. 
Exactly. And uh, talking about his opening partner, Kusal Mendes, right? Now, his quest in resurrecting his career has been nothing short of a roller coaster, right? Now, prior to the Asia Cup, he won the Player of the Series Award against Australia. And he also played a vital role in Sri Lanka's triumph at the Asia Cup. So, what do you make of him and his role in the setup now, considering he's been in the system for so long? You know, there is a thing once you become a parent, you become a changed person, right? <laughs> Uh, he has had a roller coaster ride. Uh, he's uh, he got married in uh, two thousand and twenty-one. I think that has changed his life quite a lot. He got his uh, his daughter was born a few months ago in June. So I think uh, to me, after that incident in England where he was suspended with two other players, he's certainly a changed player. He's a changed player on and off the field both. You could see a different Kusal Mendis in his normal day-to-day life outside the cricketing field. And you can see he's much more focused. He's much more focused when he's batting. I think he knows the responsibility now. He, he's one of the senior players. He's been there for the last three to four years. He's, he's a senior player. He's opening the innings. Uh, they're giving him the task, uh, you know, as a wicketkeeper. So he has uh, so much responsibility. And I think he's uh, taking that burden or that responsibility on his uh, shoulders uh, really well. He's uh, uh, really a class player. Uh, he had just played... Uh, some right 10 first class matches before he made his international debut. Uh, again, he was sort of a hand picked player from, from the selectors. While most said, Why is Kusal Mendes being selected? There are so many other better players, but they all knew that he was a, a good player. His uh, debut season versus Australia scored a fantastic test uh, hundred. But then things started, you know, when you get picked at a young age to international cricket, there is so much of other things that uh, come into your life, into your game. You got distracted probably. They didn't get proper advice, probably, or proper guidance. So he lost his uh, focus. He was dropped. He, he came back. He was suspended, everything. And I think now he's uh, getting that he's got that maturity. And uh, he knows what he has to, uh, to do. And uh, he's been outstanding. In the last couple of months, he's been really outstanding. Because once he starts scoring runs, he, he's a totally different player. He just needs to uh, settle in in the uh, earlier stages of uh, of the innings. After he plays in a couple of uh, two or three overs, he's a totally class player. He has uh, shots both sides of the wicket. He's good against pace. He's good against speed. That is uh, one of the good things. He, he he likes to use his feet against the spinners. So that's a plus point for Sri Lanka. While you, you, you play against the pace in the power playovers, he's a player that after that can continue his uh, innings. He, he uses the sweep shot really well. And uh, he's a good player. Yesterday's final, he got a perfect delivery. I, I think that ball he got out to would have got any batsman in the world. That was an absolute snorter. Mm-hmm. So you can't blame him on that. But he's had an excellent Asia Cup and uh, hope that uh, his uh, form will uh, continue. Exactly. You know, he's one of those batters who's an absolute delight to watch when he's in full flow, you know, getting those runs and can be a very attacking batter. And now, you know, again, when we talk about positives, we have uh, Mahesh Tikshna, right? Now, he made his T20I debut against South Africa last year. And uh, so quickly, you know, he's become such an integral part of uh, Sri Lanka's T20I setup. Now, he made a name for himself after, uh, you know, being purchased by uh, CSK during the IPL as well. And his game has evolved to a whole new level, which we also got to see during this Asia Cup, right? The ability to bowl at the death, to be so consistent with his line and lens. He's really proving, you know, to be such a crucial player in their setup. Now, what are your thoughts on his performance in this Asia Cup? 
Yes, he's uh, risen to the occasion uh, really well, uh, and uh, he's uh, bold at uh, very responsible situations, crucial uh, situations uh, for Sri Lanka. Another player that who has worked on his fitness quite a lot. If you if you have seen him when he was playing school cricket a few years ago at under nineteen level, you would have not thought this is my teacher now, because he was a chubby, uh, a big bit the character, and uh, you know he needed just if he was going on to play cricket at this level. He had to work hard. He's just lost so much weight. He's, uh, you know, lost control of his food. Everything should be where he is uh, today. And you should, uh, you know, you should uh, reward him uh, for that. Uh, he, he plays his domestic cricket at the Sri Lanka Army. You know, so they have a, a, a strict regime for fitness as well. And uh, that has helped his game. He's uh, modeled his game on uh, past cricketer, Sri Lanka cricketer Ajanta Mendis. And uh, he's fortunate enough at the Sri Lankan Army, Ajanta Mendis is one of the coaches there. So he works with Ajanta Mendis quite a lot on these uh, various deliveries, these Dusras and uh, all these uh, mysterious uh, deliveries. So that has helped his game uh, quite a lot. And I think, uh, you know, the playing for Chennai Super Kings, you, you can't ask for anything more if you're going to play under my Singh Dhoni. He would have learned so much at uh, Chennai Super Kings, you know the responsibility of bowling in the power play, bowling in the end, uh, you know, bowling to different batsmen. Uh, those are, everything has uh, contributed uh, to his game and I think he would have got a lot of confidence in playing for Chennai uh, Super Kings and you could see him uh, that rubbing off at uh, international level. You know, you give him the ball in the second over or whatever time in the power, power play, he, he's at it, he's very confident and uh, he knows uh, his game plan. He's again a wicket to uh, wicket bowler, you know, relies on that. And um, those uh, just uh, subtle variations uh, really uh, confuses uh, the batsman and uh, the lengthy balls. It's very difficult to uh, get him away. And uh, and his role, I, I feel, is uh, picking up because yes, he's a bowler, but his role is to keep things tight. You know, block out one end, especially in the power play. Don't give any runs. And if he can bowl it four overs for 24 runs, I think uh, he's done a, a great job and that's his role. And uh, he does it... Uh, really well and he's uh, come up a long, long way. And I think uh, another couple of T20 leagues are coming up. So he, he's going to probably, you know, develop his game uh, even further. Exactly. You know, seeing him evolve into this class player is something all of us will be rooting for. And even when you look at Sri Lanka's bowling, right now in the absence of Dushmanta Chamira, Sri Lanka had to go in with a new bowling attack with, you know, Chamika Karuna Ratne, as you earlier also pointed out, being the only experienced one. And it looked like, you know, he really held up the other end so well, right? He did such a good job getting those crucial wickets. So how has his, you know, rise been in international cricket so far? When you look at the Sri Lankan composition of the team, I think he, he's a totally different character. Uh, Sri Lankans are generally the shy type, the quiet type. They, they don't say, say much. But Chamika Karuna Ratna, you know, he is aggressive. He's at you. He's at the batsman. You know, he doesn't hold back. He's that sort of an aggressive player. And he's one of those players who is 100% or 110% committed. Uh, even at domestic cricket, that's Chamika Karuna Ratna. When he was playing school cricket, that, that was his, uh, he plays the game really hard. He practices really hard. He's very uh, uh, strict on his uh, fitness regimes. So he's always there. He gives his best uh, at all times. Uh, and uh, so he's uh, one of those uh, uh, cricketers that uh, Sri Lanka really depends on. And he's come up uh, really well in, in uh, limited over cricket or T20 uh, cricket 
uh, he also has the backing of Dasun Chanaka really well. You know, Dasun Chanaka knows that Kamika Karunaratna at a crucial situation is the man to go through. He, he can bowl in the power play, get you a wicket maybe. He can come in the middle over, get you a wicket. Uh, he, he's used at the uh, death end as well. So he's uh, that sort of a player that, uh, you know, they can rely on to bowl forwards. They know when when you need runs, whether you need a few big hits or, or, or the wickets are fallen, they need him to bat for a long period. He's done that job in limited over cricket. Uh, so he's uh, exceptional. He's, uh, he's good in the field. And he brings in that bit of aggression that, uh, you know, uh, Sri Lanka wanted. He, uh, he, was play, he was there in the IPL. He didn't play any games for Kolkata Knight Riders. But even that experience rubbing shoulders with the great cricketers of the modern game and learning from great coaches would have helped him as well. And uh, yes, I, I think Sri Lanka have found a good quality all-rounder, a reliable all-rounder, I would call it. Sri Lanka may have had a few in the past, but not consistent. But uh, what is what you get with Chamika Kavnaratna is consistency each and every game. Exactly. And, you know, you need characters like him on the field, right? Like, he's such a live guy and he brings so much to the game. And I think that influence really rubs off on his teammates as well. I, I was just going to say, yes, it rubs off on the others as well, you know. So, when you are really down and things are not going well, let's see if you have somebody like Chamika Kavnaratna who will run up to the batsman, say something <laughs> or, or do something different. You know, he gets the, the teammates uh, motivated uh, as well, and that that's a good sign. And uh, he's played an important role. He's an important figure of the current Sri Lankan lineup. Exactly, and it'll be, it will be interesting to see, you know, how his uh, career shapes up, and you know, if IPL teams actually utilize him to his entire potential. Yes, and adding on to that, he comes from a sporting family. Ah. You know, he says naturally sporting is in his blood because he too is. Uh, uh, a, a badminton player. So even his brothers uh, are, are part of uh, Sri Lankan uh, badminton for a long, long time. They're national champions. Wow. Uh, they are you know, South Asian champions. Uh, they have been uh, in sport uh, so uh, for a long time. So that it comes naturally to him. So that, that is uh, one of the things uh, that has also helped his game. That is actually, you know, an interesting uh, snippet. And, uh, you know, talking about Madhu Shankar too, right? Now, he has been one of the standout uh, bowlers in the competition. He's just, what, 21? He's your left-arm swing bowler. He's just 60, 20 years old. But he has the pace, right? And the ability to curve the ball back in late to the uh, right-hand batters. And uh, his uh, new ball partner too, who we earlier spoke about, uh, Pramod Madhu, Madhushan isn't as young, you know, as tw- at 28, but he's still new to the setup. And these two have been really consistent. Now, how have you liked this duo? And going ahead, will Sri Lanka, you know, trust them with the goods? Yes, it's good to see uh, Pramod uh, Madhushan, uh, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Dilshan Madhushanka uh, out there. I mean, uh, yesterday he bowled uh, uh, a delivery at uh, 145 kids. So, and, and he can swing it both ways. So, so if you're able to swing at 145, that's really a plus point. And, and when you Sri Lanka going into the World Cup in Australian conditions, if he can do that, you know, he's going to be a difficult uh, uh, customer. So, yes, he's a young find, uh, part of Sri Lankan under-19 setup, came through the uh, school system. He, he has been a part of Sri Lankan squad, especially the test squad in the past, but he's not played in 2020 series against South Africa, he was there in 2021 against Bangladesh, but never got his breakthrough uh, opportunity. And I think the injury to Adrush Mantachamira has uh, paved the way for him. 
he bowled really well before this Asia Cup. There was a domestic T20 tournament and he was almost unplayable. Uh, under lights, he was swinging it both ways uh, at that pace. So, these all helped and I think Sri Lanka have uh, found a good left-arm uh, seamer probably, uh, you know, after Jamil mm-hmm. Devas, hopefully that uh, who could uh, go on and play for a long time at uh, all formats. And uh, yes, I think uh, for a youngster yesterday, that first over, he was a bit favoured, probably overawed uh, by the situation. But he came back well and, uh, you know, he really bowled a few good uh, dot balls uh, towards uh, the two overs he bowled. And uh, he's been a good find. I think he's uh, one of the finds, uh, definitely, uh, of this uh, Asia Cup. And it's ha- good to see, without Dushman Tachamira, that Sri Lanka had two young fast bowlers, you know, to take them uh, through to this uh, Asia Cup in, to victory. And uh, that's, uh, that's one of the positive things. Exactly. You know, it just seems like everything is clicking for Sri Lanka now and there's no dearth of talent, right? And this is only possible because you have someone at the uh, captaincy level who's really ensuring all the departments work well and that is Dasun Shanaka. Now, if we observe, this is the fifth consecutive win for Sri Lanka in T20Is against Pakistan. And this is while Dasun, Dasun Shanaka is at the helm. He also led them to that 3-0 series win in 2019. And before this winning run as well, Sri Lanka had just, what, five T20I wins against Pakistan in 18 meetings. Uh, now, Dasim Shanaka's captaincy has been nothing short of phenomenal. So how has his uh, impact been on the setup? Well, he's played a huge role. I think Dasim Shanaka, the captain, Dasim Shanaka, the batter, or Dasim Shanaka, the player, has come a long, long way uh, uh, in this last couple of years, uh, when he was entrusted with the captaincy, many criticized him that he was not ready yet. He hadn't cemented his position in the lineup, but he was entrusted with the uh, captaincy, and many thought that it was uh, too much of a load for him. His game was uh, as a finisher; he was not delivering as expected in domestic cricket. Each and every game, you know, he's uh, he finishes off games, and that was his role. But he could not convert that uh, to the international level, and uh, you know, we should. Uh, Say thank you to the Sri Lankan selectors and Sri Lanka cricket for hanging on with Dashan Shanaka, being consistent, giving him the opportunities. And then now we are seeing that uh, how he's transformed his game. Uh, he, his performance has uh, really uh, risen. He's uh, doing it with a bat. And uh, yes, sir, like I already, he, there are a few things probably he can improve in his captaincy. Tactically, he, he could improve. He, he's not yet in that raid as a good captain. But uh, the good thing, like I mentioned earlier, the players gel around him. They like Dasun Shanaka, the captain. He knows how to get everybody. He's good with the coaches. He's good with the administrators. And uh, he's doing a fact he's good with the fans as well. You could have seen uh, how yesterday in his uh, match interviews uh, after that, how he addresses uh, the uh, press yesterday. I saw an interview where he was speaking to the press in Sinhalese. And he has said, you know, cricket is not the only sport in Sri Lanka. There are other sports as well. And the media should promote other sports and everybody should, uh, you know, promote other sports as well. So he's good with everybody. And uh, the Sri Lankan people like him as a person. Uh, he played his school cricket together with Dushman Chamira. Dushman Chamira is his main go-to man. Uh, whenever he's playing, you would have seen that. Yeah. So Dushman Chamira, he will entrust uh, the uh, crucial overs because uh, Dushman Chamira played under him at school level as well. So they have come up together through the uh, ranks. And uh, yes, he's, uh, I, I think he's uh, developed his game really well. And uh, I, I just hope he'll get a few opportunities at these uh, 
you know, T20 leagues as well, because I think he's one of those players can make a huge uh, difference. I, I was surprised, I, I think, uh, that he didn't get a, a role in last year's IPL. I think many cricket pundits thought he should. But uh, hopefully in the uh, coming years, because I think uh, he, he can bowl. And uh, I think he should bowl much more. Uh, frankly, I should. Uh, sometimes I think because he's the captain, he's under bowling himself. You know, easily he could bowl uh, two overs because he's a wicket-taking option. We saw that in one of the games, I think it was the Indian game. Yeah, he got some crucial wickets. He, he may go for a few runs, but he's that bowler. Even in 50-over cricket, that gets you the wickets. He gets you the breakthroughs. So, I think he should bowl a, a bit more. Probably we'll see that in conditions in the T20 World Cup in Australia. He might use himself much more. And uh, yes, he's come a long way. And uh, I, I think uh, he, he will uh, give much more. Sri Lanka cricket can expect much more from uh, Dasun Shanaka going forward. Exactly. You know, they are in good hands with someone like Dasun Shanaka at the helm. And uh, good that you brought this point about the post-match conference because I think that's when he was... He also spoke about how, you know, he's confident that this win has the ability to be the stepping stone for great things to happen to Sri Lanka cricket. And he wasn't even, I think the humility part of him really came through, right? Because he wasn't fussed about the fact that Sri Lanka will be playing the opening round uh, of the T20 World Cup despite winning Asia Cup. And also he was hopeful that, you know, this could be the major turnaround for Sri Lanka cricket, which uh, seemingly has been in a transition phase. But now, you know, it looks like we're getting these characters, we're getting these players who can actually uh, stick around there for longer and, you know, just help Sri Lanka grow a lot more. So what did you make of the entire uh, situation? Yes, uh, certainly. Uh, you mentioned about Dashan Chanaka. We'll, I think we'll come back to that uh, World Cup uh, later or, or what going forward. Uh, yes, I... It's uh, the entire thing is uh, you know it's a wonderful to see it's a wonderful uh, for uh, Sri Lanka cricket it was much needed you know for the last so many years uh, we would have said Sri Lanka is building up a team Sri Lanka is developing a team because they lost a lot of great players who retired at the same time then of course I mentioned how some of the senior players were left out a couple of years ago Sri Lanka cricket you know they used to win the uh, uh, odd game, maybe, or the odd series, but they were not uh, consistent uh, at all in uh, what they were doing. So, this has uh, uh, certainly uh, uh, helped the uh, situation and uh, uh, I think it's given them a lot of confidence. You know, beating India and Pakistan, two top-ranked teams, have uh, certainly, you know, boosted their confidence, boosted their moral, and they were, now they know they can... Uh, uh, beat any team and, and leading up to that you mentioned how they beat Australia at home and they were you know they, they lost a couple of games before that but they came back strongly to beat Australia uh, and uh, the, even the test, test cricket also rubs off uh, when you, you know you, you draw series against Australia and Pakistan or two big teams those everything helps and uh, Chris Silverwood uh, the new coach has uh, uh, probably, you know, given uh, them uh, what is needed also. He probably, his luck is also running, uh, uh, rubbing up on them. And uh, it's, it's fallen into a place uh, perfectly. They have a good uh, coaching set up around them. And uh, yes, I think Dasun Shanaka is getting the team he needs as well. There's been a consistency in the selection. Uh, there has been, that, that is one of the other things we should credit the selectors. They're being consistent. They haven't really in the past. You would have seen you play fail one game or two games. You you know you're dropped, but that hasn't happened. And uh, you know you see the same faces, other than maybe one or two changes due to injuries or something like that. But uh, the consistency has been there, and that has been the plus point for Sri Lanka. 
Exactly. And, you know, it's a lot of factors that's, you know, really coming in well for Sri Lanka. And they also registered their 40th win in the history of Asia Cup, which is the most. Now, this is the most by any nation in the tournament and it surpasses India's record of 39. Now, don't you think this is a nice record and something to cherish till the next edition of the Asia Cup comes along? Well, I didn't know that until you, you, in fact, you told me that uh, this is a record. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, good to see that shows that Sri Lanka has played a lot of games uh, in Asia Cup uh, cricket uh, over the years. Past it has been a 50 over format, now it's a T20 format. So yeah, it is uh, good, I think, uh, that they can uh, build upon that. And uh, and a lot of those games would have been against India and Pakistan as well. You know, Afghanistan has come in lately, just before that, uh, Bangladesh. but. In the years gone by, it would have been, you know, a lot against India, Pakistan and uh, Sri Lanka. So, it's a tremendous record uh, to have and uh, it, they have been uh, consistent uh, when it comes to the Asia Cups as well, even in the past. And uh, yes, I think uh, that will uh, really help and uh, going forward, it will help them all as well. Yeah, and uh, through this episode, right, we've spoken so much about the positives and some amazing players who have come through. But do you feel there are some areas that Sri Lanka really needs to iron out, you know, before they go out to, the, to their next major event? I think their concern from this World Cup would have been the form of uh, Dhanush Tilaka and Charita Salanka. They made the change, one change winning in Dhananjay Di Silva, who I thought was a good change. Hmm. He may be not your, a person's, you know, direct pick for a T20 format because he's not a person who's coming and going to blast the ball in. He's a technically correct player. He's a test match player. But uh, yesterday, I, I expected him to score much more. He got out for 28. But you could have seen the shots he played even when Sri Lanka lost a couple of wickets in the start. He still managed to, uh, you know, play those beautiful, correct cricketing shots and, you know, keep the scoreboard moving. He's a sort of a player, I think, Dananjay Di Silva, there where they can use as a floater. So if you lose early wickets, he can come in at one, number one, number three, number four. Or if you don't want him to bat, the runs are going, they can use him anywhere. Because he's going to bowl that four overs for you. He's good with his, he may not be a wicket taker, but very economical. And you definitely get four, and he's brilliant in the field. So uh, certainly he's one of the players I think the Sri Lanka are going to use a lot in different situations, depending on the conditions. But... Uh, uh, well, what uh, what is important is uh, they will address the uh, the uh, situation of uh, Asalanka and Danushka Gunatilaka. What they're going to do, I think they will pursue with them. Uh, they will definitely, but uh, how they are going to? Because Danushka Gunatilaka, I think that's one of the concerns. He's naturally he's an opener all his life. So has he adjusted his game to play in the middle order? I don't think so. He looked out of sorts to me. Definitely, he didn't really have a game plan. So, yesterday in the final, he got a good delivery. But in the innings before that, you know, he, he was a bit loose. And, uh, you know, he really could not adjust to play in the middle out of the uh, power play overs. So, that's, that's a big concern. Is that his role or we really go as a backup opener? It's something to see. Sri Lanka... Uh, We'll have uh, probably a couple of changes. So that, that is the biggest worry, I think. Uh, uh, up there, just at number three and number four, uh, number four spot, who is the correct player. But uh, Charlie Tasalanka is a good talent. He's a good player. He, he's uh, shown his skill in the past. He had just a poor run of form in this uh, series. But I'm sure he's going to be uh, there in that squad as well. Right. I mean, here's hoping, you know, Sri Lanka can uh, figure out how to get these players to be back at their best. 
and uh, you know sri lanka has overcome so many various on and off field uh, struggles and everything and they've shown extraordinary character right through the tournament which has been fantastic to see even as an india fan you know just seeing the way they've played in this tournament has been nothing short of phenomenal so if you had to place a swot analysis right for the squad that has been chosen for the t20 world cup what are your thoughts on that well this man the jamira definitely will come back so they have to make room for him uh, they i probably think he will go with the uh, madhushanka and pramod madhushan uh, they will be the two bowlers who probably will join him in the world cup squad uh, there is avishka fernando who has been out with injury for quite a while now he's a fantastic player he is a very good player uh, sri lanka had a lot of hope on him will he make a comeback we don't know because he hasn't played much cricket uh, so we don't know how he's going to adjust will uh, sri lanka bring him back into this fold uh, those are the couple of uh, players that, that actually i i feel that i could think of that uh, who are going to come in there's not going to be much changes uh, definitely uh, to this uh, squad i'm not sure how many you could take probably 2015 for the world cup i'm not sure on the number 15 so Pilanka's backup wicket keeper. Now, Kusal uh, Mendes is there. Uh, on on tour, there wasn't anybody. I think they would have used Banukaraja Paksa probably if there was an uh, emergency. But uh, the backup uh, wicket keeper over here was in the reserve list uh, in case was a Dinesh Chandimal. So uh, I I don't probably they I don't think they will try to fit in him there. They will uh, other than if there is a major injury. So. Yeah, I think there won't be much changes uh, to this uh, squad other than Adushman uh, Chamira certainly make a comeback. There was uh, the other spinners. Uh, they had a left-arm spinner, Pravin Jayavikrama, who didn't play any games. Jeffrey Vanderfey, the leg spinner, was there as a backup uh, uh, for uh, Wanidu Hasaranga. Uh, but uh, going into Australian conditions, they probably will uh, take an extra spinner, uh, extra pace bowler. So I think if it's a 15-man squad, probably they will have to leave one of the reserve spinners out. and uh, take a extra symbol of will it be uh, another leg will asita fernando keep his uh, place or will they bring in somebody like a binuro fernando who's another left arm seaman who has a lot of height who can get a lot of bounce on on those uh, surfaces in australia so there is a, a few things that uh, sri lanka will uh, play around but i don't see a full some lot of uh, changes other than one or two from this current squad uh, to the t20 world cup Exactly, I think the squad is more or less going to be the same, barring a few uh, injured players making their uh, way back into the team. But how well do you think Sri Lanka is placed for this World Cup? Right, they will have to uh, go through the qualifying stages and then you know make it to the Super Twelves and everything. So, how well do you think they're placed for the World Cup? And uh, do you have any early predictions? Well, you mentioned earlier that Dasun Mashanaka said that he doesn't mind playing the qualifiers. <laughs> I think that's a good thing in a way. You know, they are playing a couple of warm-up games as well against yes. Ireland and Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. They're playing three qualifying games. They will be well drilled, very well adjusted to the Australian conditions. You know, the Australian surfaces, and you know, they will have that match practice that some of the other countries who are in the main group won't have. And they are playing Netherlands, Namibia, and I think UAE. so that will be a good uh, and, and with this the way they played now in this asia cup you expect them to win and uh, qualify so i think it's a good thing like dashun sanaka says uh, i hope in there there won't be any injuries uh, or something that that can happen that is one of the minor ah, points yeah. or, or the minor negative points uh, you know if you one of your key players get injured in the warm up games but they have the opportunity to test all the players in those games and the other thing is 
I just looked at the groups. Sri Lanka is in Group A in that qualifiers. Now, uh, looking at if Sri Lanka wins that group, uh, which you expect I come on top, when they go into the main round, they will have to play Australia, England, and New Zealand. To me, who are three of the probably top teams on Australian conditions that you will say are favorites in this World Cup or good teams in this World Cup. Definitely host Australia defending champion, England too, and New Zealand. So, But if you come second in the group, you will be in the other group that features <laughs> India, Bangladesh, and Pakistan, Pakistan and yeah. South Africa. Yes, South Africa. So probably that group might be better suited uh, uh, for Sri Lanka. So, but you don't know how it's going to go. So th that is something because uh, personally, I, I feel like, again, Australia will go in as favorites in this World Cup. England, you know, what a feat when decide there. Uh, maybe, uh, yes, uh, New Zealand, as I said, on those conditions, they have the players for those conditions. India will be there uh, up as well. So looking at that competition and those groupings, Sri Lanka, to me, would be probably better, better, better uh, if they come uh, in this qualifying group as second and go into the uh, other group, <laughs> whom they are defeated in this Asia Cup. I think that they will uh, probably prefer that. So <laughs> we don't know how things will uh, work out. Uh, uh, generally on the day, I think uh, T20 cricket, you can't predict who is going to win. You yeah. know, on your day, if you play well, you will uh, win that game. Sri Lanka played poorly, Afghanistan played well, Afghanistan beat them. Then the rest of the game, Sri Lanka played good cricket and they outplayed. So on the day, any team can win in uh, T20 cricket. All you need is uh, a couple of players that just to stand out. Like yesterday, you know, Sri Lanka 60 out for five. Panukaraja, Bhaksavana, Juhasaranga, Shamika Karnalaka stood out and the entire game uh, changed around. So, that's what uh, you can't predict uh, anything. But I, I'm, I'm sure Sri Lanka are going to uh, beat a few top sides uh, in that uh, T20 World Cup. And, uh, uh, you know, they will uh, really uh, progress in that World Cup. We don't know how far they will go. But uh, I, I feel that, that they're going to do some, uh, definitely do some uh, damage. Uh, they have the players for those conditions because the Sri Lankan players, they have a few players who like the ball coming on to the back. And now they have Fast bowlers, unlike in the years gone yes. by, Sri Lanka had bowlers who used to bowl in the mid-130s. But other than Lasit Malinga at start of his career, who bowled the 140 plus. But now they have Dushmanta Chamira, uh, Dilshan Madhushanka, who can bowl with pace. And, uh, you know, they have the spinners uh, as well, who are, are now uh, top-ranked uh, spinners. Both uh, my Dikshan, you mentioned, is in the top ranking now in, uh, in bowlers in T20 cricket. So they have the resources uh, to play on Australian conditions. Exactly. If the Asia Cup gave us any indication of this being the uh, Sri Lanka, you know, give, and the brand of cricket they played was just phenomenal, right? So it is going to be exciting nonetheless, whichever group they land up in. But uh, here's hoping, you know, they can actually win and uh, just, you know, it would be fascinating to see, you know, the way their cricket has evolved and to actually see them win some matches and go through to the semi-finals, possibly even see them in the finals and give a good competition to uh, the other top teams as well. And uh, before we wrap up the episode, uh, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Yes, uh, not forgetting, uh, Sri Lanka has a lot of fan base in Australia, especially in Melbourne ah. and Sydney. <laughs> so, you know, there is a... So it's a good thing. It's like playing in Sri Lanka conditions or like you saw, I said, in Saja, Dubai, they have a fan base. Same, a lot of Sri Lankans who have migrated and yes. uh, been there. So if you play, uh, you know, a big game uh, at the MCG or at Sydney, there's a lot of fan base that is going to support. So that is going to play uh, well for Sri Lanka 
as well as uh, you have seen in the past when Sri Lanka play Australia, there is more noise from the Sri Lankan crowd than the Australian <laughs> crowds at the MCG. Yeah. And so it's going to be a, a big part. And a uh, uh, few years ago, again, uh, I remember how Sri Lanka beat Australia in the T20 series uh, there as well. Yeah. Uh, we, um, much fancied Australian side, Sri Lanka were the underdogs and Sri Lanka came out on top and uh, won that series. So like I mentioned, on the day, you don't know, you know, team who just plays well will go on win. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's uh, Sri Lanka cricket now has you know given something for the fans, given something for Sri Lanka through this crisis, through the turmoil, uh, you know, something to smile about, and that, that is great to see. And now the fans are once again back in Sri Lanka cricket. You know, there was a time they were you know lost interest in the game. You know, they people didn't even watch TV, didn't watch a match, but now everyone is uh, behind them. And now it has come to a time where you win or lose, it doesn't matter. They know Sri Lanka competing and Sri Lanka trying their best. That is what is important. There was a time that you know, they were not trying enough, you felt. They were not doing their bit. So now it's a totally different perspective. And uh, I'm sure we'll uh, see a lot more from this uh, young team. Uh, we may call it under uh, Dasun Shanak and uh, they will uh, go a long way. And uh, like I mentioned uh, off here to you as well uh, earlier, that yesterday was a good day. Sri Lanka, the netball team. Yes. The, uh, won the Netball Asian Championship. You know, they beat uh, Hong Kong, they beat Malaysia, they beat India and Singapore in the finals. It's been a huge day for Sri Lankan uh, uh, sport. And uh, so that, that's uh, a plus point as well. So everybody is, you know, sort of full of energy and boosted up. Tomorrow, both teams are arriving. I think they're having a good welcome from the airport onwards. Uh, there is a bus that's an open bus that is carrying both teams, uh, the netball and the cricketers, from the airport to Colombo for the fans. So that it's a great uh, environment, uh, much needed uh, for Sri Lanka. Yes, exactly. These are exciting times, and it is nice to you know see sport being this binding factor, bringing people together, and you know uh, it's nice to see the interest is coming back in cricket, considering the tough years uh, after you know Jayawardene and Kumar Sangakkara's retirement has brought to Sri Lanka cricket. And uh, with this, we uh, draw curtains on the episode. Thank you so much, Rick, Ricky, you know, for taking time uh, off your busy schedule and joining me on the podcast. Like, this was such a spontaneous thing, right? Like, I just messaged you yesterday that Sri Lanka won and we just, you know, got on to collaborate on this episode. And your insights were fantastic. I'm sure the listeners will uh, love this episode. And uh, here's hoping to have you back on the podcast again. And until next time, stay safe and take care. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Neha. It was a lovely chatting to you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. And uh, yes, good luck to you. It's an excellent podcast. I've been listening to a few episodes and uh, continue the good work. Thank you so much, Ricky. With this, we draw curtains on the episode that served as a review of Sri Lanka's performance in this Asia Cup. Thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support throughout. Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast for the latest episode updates and stay tuned. Do check out at the rate never on the back foot on Instagram and at the rate never on the back one on Twitter for the latest facts, terminology, retweets, fresh meets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Until next time, stay safe and take care listeners. Bye for now.